Blog Talk Radio. life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available right now. You can send your questions or prayer requests. Also, I want to make sure that it's up and running. Yes, it is. Okay. Double checking. Okay. Yes, it's up and running right now. Also, thank God for technology. For those who may want to see the video version of Reconnect My Heart, you can go to reconnectmyheart.com. Reconnectmyheart.com. 
Also, for those who may be on um, Facebook or YouTube, you can go to Brother Prater. Brother Prater, spelled out. You can catch me on there and get a chance to just enjoy the video version of the podcast. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello for those who um, that have supported me. Thank God for you all. I really appreciate you all. I'm so glad for you all to be able to just come in and just be able to just fellowship with us on this Sunday night. What we're going to do, um, last Sunday we spoke about uh, flexing faith, flexing faith, how to develop and grow your faith. And really enjoyed myself, and I had to kind of cut it short because it was, getting kind of late, but I wanted to do, I wanted to kind of uh, have a recap and kind of have a continuation of some of the things that I mean, I had shared. Um, that was my goal, and I'm, I'm still going to do that, but I, I wanted to make sure to just share this with you all before we get started. Um, I was rushing to get here, got here a little bit later than I desired, and thank God for his protection uh, as I was on the way. Here, I almost had an accident. I was driving, and, of course, it's nighttime, and some of the areas which I don't understand, there are some areas, the major freeways, they have no lights. They have no lights. And, unfortunately, I guess they uh, suggest for us to use our headlights, and that would be our only form of being able to see where we're going. And so as I was driving, I was uh, behind this truck, and, of course, the speed limit is 70 miles per hour, and we drive and drive. All of a sudden, the truck that was behind, that was in front of me, that's saying, you know, as we're driving, they just automatically swerve off to the left. And so as soon as they swerve off to the left, that's saying, you know, I'm right. I saw Uh, what happened? Okay. Pardon me one second. I, I want to make sure that. Okay. I wanted to make sure that um, I was able to be heard. And it's coincided. It's coincided even with the message and even what was uh, going on today. Thank God, like I said, um, as I was driving, this thing, you know, come to find out there was a box spring. There was a box spring that was in the middle of the road, but I hit, and as soon as I hit, Next thing you know, I had to swerve over to the left. I had to swerve over to the left. Audio in and out. Okay. I said audio in and out. Okay. I wanted to make sure that I used this uh, my cell phone. But next thing you know, I end up hitting the box screen and end up swerving to the left. Thank God nobody was there. And at the time that I was, at the time that I was, uh, listening uh, at the time I was driving, 
I was focused on the road, but also at the same time I was praying and I was um, preparing myself for the message for tonight, along with uh, listening to uh, a great sermon by a friend of mine. And I knew that that devil was trying to bring some distraction. And one of the things I always tell people, the devil would get rid of the message by getting rid of the messenger. And so that was what I wanted to share with y'all, what transpired today. And then guess what? Of course, I made it here right on time for the show, and the audio want to mess up. So that's the reason why uh, for those for those that are always want to always try to make sure, uh, I may say hello, hello, can you hear me? What about that? But I want to make sure that um, it's heard, but number one, I'm not going to let anything distract or stop this ministry. You know, this is more than a podcast. This is something that we use to upbuild God's kingdom and upbuild God's people. And so that's one of the things I take very seriously. You know, I take this show seriously. I take this as if this is another Sunday morning service because God has given me the responsibility, regardless if I'm on here directly or if I may have a guest or whatever I did, to spiritually edify, mentally, emotionally, even financially, whatever way uh, for God to bring forth his message to his people. He want us to be whole, lacking nothing in our life. Physically, right, yes. Spiritually, emotionally, financially, in every area of our life. Now, this is not a prosperity message, but we are talking about prosperity, and it's more than just finances. It's spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all these areas. God does not desire us to be in lack. But also on the same token, God does not want us to mismanage what he has given us. So I wanted to make sure, matter of fact, like, like I'm having some audio. Hold on one second. Give me one second. It's funny. I'm up here. Everything is plugged up, and it looks like everything is still losing power. But no matter what, we still going to continue. We're going to give God the glory and honor, no matter what may transpire. In fact, I got an idea. Let's see if I can do this. Make sure we got this going. Make sure we got this going. There we go. Okay. I'm up here. <laughs> you know, the devil is busy. I ain't going to worry about that. I end up having to change. Wow, I look like it's stuck. Well, I'll tell you what. What we're going to do, like everything going haywire, we're going to move in. What we're going to do, we're going to go here. Okay, I have, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and um, continue, but I'm going to 
recording myself. If y'all give me a moment, it won't be long. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my phone. How y'all doing? Um, I had some technical difficulty as I was on the air, but we're going to continue anyway. We're not going to let the devil stop us. Um, I was speaking a few minutes ago. I was speaking about how God uh, protected me when I was um, on the way here. I ended up almost um, having an accident with a car, but uh, as I was driving, I ended up hitting a box spring. There was no lights other than the headlights from those that were in the traffic. Um, And there was a truck that was in front of me, swerved out the way, and all of a sudden I was right hit. It was like something that was white and kind of a box spring, but I, I hit part of it, and I ended up swerving to the left. And then this right here, all these technical difficulties, and like I said, it coincides with um, what God was showing me today pertaining to the part two of uh, sex and faith. I'm going to tell you where where I was um, coming from. The scripture that was really on me that um, I began to really see today was Matthew 17, 14 through 21. And it talks about it actually you can even see it also in um Mark nine, uh maybe starting at the seventeenth verse seventeenth uh, excuse me, uh let's say yeah, seventeenth through the twenty ninth verse. Um, that story talks about how a father went to Jesus and told him to heal his son. His son was having seizures, leprosy, excuse me, having seizures and stuff. And even the disciples were trying to heal him, and he was not healed. And Jesus healed him. And after Jesus healed him, uh, the disciples pulled Jesus to the side and asked him, hey, how come, you know, we tried to pray for him and he couldn't be delivered, he wasn't delivered? And what Jesus was saying, Jesus uh, was saying that uh, some things come by prayer and fasting. And so... One of the things that we have to recognize when it comes down to uh, certain things, certain things is a spiritual warfare. And spiritual warfare can only be victorious. Excuse me. In spiritual warfare, you can only be victorious if you're fasting and praying. And one of the things that really caught my attention about fasting and praying that's something that, you know, we used to hear growing up about fasting and and we don't do it like we used to. And like I said, what caught my attention, I'm going to go over here, what caught my attention about the fasting, fasting really wakes up your spiritual senses. And so when the fasting takes place, Fasting, it, it it puts you at a higher spiritual awareness for you to be able to fight what normally you couldn't fight. What happened with fasting and praying, 
matter of fact, even more, excuse me, uh, Matthew 13, 31 and 32, something come by prayer and fasting. Um, fasting, like I said, fasting, what we know, what we know about feeding our physical muscle, our physical body, our physical body is team. We eat protein to feed that muscle. But when it comes down to the spiritual, the spiritual aspect, what we have to do is fasting really wakes up that spiritual body. And when you read, when you study, when you up before the Lord, it actually strengthens. It's like the spiritual amino acids for you to be able to strengthen and grow and develop your faith muscle. So the key thing that caught my attention, faith sets no limits on God's power and submits itself to God's will. One of the things we have to realize is being obedient to God, it really adds more protein to your spiritual muscles or your faith muscles for you to be able to have your muscles to grow and develop. And so with all of that being said, and like I said, it's tied into what just transpired a few minutes ago pertaining to the systems falling down and even what I was talking about, me coming up here, you know, when you're about to do something that's beyond the norm, the devil gonna try to fight anything. The devil gonna try to fight you like never before. The devil gonna try to just uh, send distractions. The devil gonna try to do things to sabotage or even discourage you. Because if you think about it, faith takes courage. Faith takes focus. Faith for you to be able to grow, for you to be able to exercise your faith, you're gonna do something that either you've never done or others haven't done. And you think about Noah. Noah built an ark. He built and planned for something that never transpired, which was rain. He built something, which was an ark, that was never created for something that never happened, for rain. And it's going to seem crazy. It's going to seem unusual. So many people, they will try to talk about you. And if you think about it, most people, when they exercise their faith in a level where maybe outside of the norm, either for others or even for themselves. There may be people that maybe try to ridicule you, make fun of you, you know, make jokes or whatever like that. And especially if you begin to start telling people what you see, if you tell people what God told you, what God showed you, of course it's gonna sound it's gonna sound crazy. Distracting and discouragement. Yes, the devil will try to bring these things. If you think about it, distraction, discouragement, depression, all these deeds deal with the devil. If you really think about it, God came to encourage us for us to exercise our faith, but also the same token, not just to exercise our faith, but don't lose hope. Like I said last Sunday, what we got to think about, the difference between faith and hope. Faith and hope are the same thing except for one element, one ingredient that separates hope and faith. Faith is hope with action. Faith is hope with corresponding action. If I'm believing that God will heal me, 
of my body, if I'm going through something, if I'm sick, if I believe that God will heal my body, me being inactive is not exercising my faith. It's me being active that will exercise my faith. I can believe that God is going to help my grass to grow and get stronger and become a beautiful, thick, green grass. But in order for me, no matter how much hope I have, and, and the hope meaning confidence, we ain't talking about the hope that we know as, well, doubt or, or questionable. Uh-uh. No, hope, the biblical word for hope is confidence. So I could be confident that my grass will grow, but my grass will not grow unless I exercise my faith to water my grass, to feed my grass, to fertilize my grass. That is faith. And so what we have to do is realize that God wants us to be able to be aware of the opportunities that he allows for us to be able to have our faith muscles to be exercised. This right here, like I said, I'm just using myself for an example, but you can look at yourself. You can think about what you thought about doing, and you thought about the opportunities where you could have given up, but you didn't. You, you, you can think about the opportunities that you thought about God gave you an idea. God told you to do something. And it might have seemed, it might have seemed crazy. And you might have shared that idea with somebody. And they said, man, you can't do that. Man, not, uh, not you. And also think about this. Not only hearing that discouragement from others, but even hearing that discouragement from yourself. The devil could have told you, you man, you can't do that. You, you, you didn't even graduate high school. You can't do that. And he will try to make you think about your limitations. He may try to bring up your past. He might try to bring up some things that you might have done that may have not coincided with where you are being or where God is taking you. Those are the things you got to really think about. And, and so why in the world would the devil try to bring those discouragements? Because he knows that God has a perfect plan for you, and God wants you to exercise your faith muscle for you to get to where he destined you to be. So that's why it's so important for us to realize, in order for us to walk and be in the purpose and plan God has for us, we're going to have to develop and strengthen our faith muscle, if you think about it. Even before you came into the scene, even while you was in your mother's womb, God already knew your purpose and plan. And guess what? Even when you came to the scene, even you being a grown adult, don't you know it's mighty funny? Some people can identify our purpose or even our gifts before we do. We're naive to our own, to the investment God has given into us. We are naive or sometimes we're blind to the investment God has invested into us. And so what happened a lot of times, people will see it, and they will come in to either encourage us, you can do it, or to discourage us or to distract us. That's why there are some people, they will come into your life, they will try to take from you, and you're thinking, why are they messing with me? Because you're not recognizing the value of the investment God has invested into you. And listen here, I'm saying that to you, but also I'm saying that to myself. God has an investment into us, but we have to recognize it. And guess what? God has placed people within our path that has invested into us also. 
you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. This is me being very transparent. And like I said, this might be a different form of uh, a way of me being able to uh, do this technology, but I thank God. Thank God for the opportunity because, uh, yeah, good. I got I got life in my batteries. But um, let me charge up the other phone. Hold on one second. But see, the funny thing about it, I used to always hear um, the the grandmothers. I used to hear the um, the seasoned people used to always say, you know, baby, God got a blessing for you. Oh, God, you know, you keep being a good man. You keep, I mean, they, they would say these things, and I'm like, to me, why did, why did I say it to Or sometimes, why are you saying it to me, you know? I don't see myself that way. Like I said, I used to have I used to have low self esteem. I used to have all that junk, but thank God I don't have it anymore. And so I used to always wonder, you know, why they were saying these things. I would wonder, you know, what do they what do they see in me that I don't see in myself? And lo and behold, I had to realize that God was showing God was showing them what He invested in me even if I didn't recognize it myself. And so, like I said, there are some there are some people that God will send, that God will bring forth in your life, but you have to really be sensitive and pay attention to what God has invested into you for you to be aware of it. Like I said, it's so many people, they have allowed people to come into their life that may have used them or taken their kindness for weakness or different things because we're unaware of the investment God has invested in us. And also we have to realize that there are some people that might have been around us, might, might be friends to us or whatever, and we automatically think because because of how we are and we care about them, we think that they have the same drive or the same ambitions that we do. And like I said, that ain't the case. There are some people that come into our lives that don't want to grow with us. They want to grow from us. Hmm. Let me say that again. They don't want to grow with us for us to grow equally, for uh, for you to grow, for them to grow. They don't want to grow with you. They want to grow from you. In other words, they want to eat off of your blessings. They want to eat off your harvest. They want to eat off of your hard work. And they get mad when you don't contribute to them when they're not doing anything themselves. They become they are inactive and we are proactive and we expect for them because we might have known them or we might have been nice to them and they might have been appreciative to our help. But we might have get this, we might have even been friends to them. We might have been a great friend to them, but just because you're a great friend to them does not mean that they're a great friend to you or will be a great friend to you. So we have to learn that there's so many people, they have allowed people within their circle that God did not authorize. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to do some spiritual inventory to see do we have like-minded people within our circle. Now, that does not mean, well, you know, uh, uh, does that mean that I can't minister or evangelize to people? No, 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 no. 
But also one of the things I always tell people, check your motives of the people that you call friends. Now, I'm not just talking about their motives. I'm talking about your motives too because there's so many people, they're so used to have the quote-unquote Mother Teresa syndrome, and they, I just believe in helping people. I believe in helping people, but also God wants us to use wisdom in the investment that we lash out to people. God did not tell us to be able to be wasteful. What God has given us, God wants us to be a better steward. And what happened a lot of times when we end up being wasteful and we end up giving to people that God did not authorize us to give to, then what happened eventually that may end up discouraging us, discouraged, discouraged, discouraging us from going forward. Sometimes people will not leave their comfort zone because of the people that they may leave behind. Think about it. So in other words, if you will not, move from your comfort zone because of the people that you may leave behind, that means that you are not, you actually are staying against your purpose. You're going against your purpose. Your purpose is pushing you to move forward, but your emotions are keeping you back. And so what happened a lot of times, we allow it those discouragement because, well, that's my friend or I want to help them. Uh-uh. You know, there's an old saying we used to say, God help those who help themselves. But you have to see that is a person taking the initiative. You know, one thing we always believe, we believe in telling people that it is our biblical responsibility to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do. But God wants us to be obedient to make sure that we're obedient and doing the things that he has for us to do so that way we can be able to be productive. We can be able to be the people that God called for us to be. So one of the things, let me see, I want to make sure I bring it up. Now, making sure that we realize that, think about us growing or exercising, exercising our faith muscle. Um, think about, like I said, the spiritual warfare that is ahead. We can't be afraid to fight. You can't be afraid to fight, but understand that we have to be prepared to fight. And the only way you can be victorious in your fight is being prepared. You know, it's easy for us to be able to, just like a boxer, it's easy for you to be able to work on your punch, for you to be able to have the hardest punch. But along with you exercising your punch or the power behind your punch, make sure that you operate where you can have a deeper endurance. Your endurance level has to be up also. So many people, they get winded when it comes down to running. They can sprint real fast. They have a beautiful start, but they have an ugly end. And so God wants us to not only be able to have that power or that punch behind our, having that uh, power behind our punch, but also he wants us to have the endurance to continue to punch. So, with that being said, get ready to wrap it up, then we're going to go to the phone line. When you think about even what I was mentioning earlier about um, when uh, the disciples were asking Jesus, you know, how come we didn't, we couldn't cast out the demons uh, in the little boy? And, you know, and Jesus said, you know, if you have the faith, if you have the faith, the grain of the mustard seed, uh, as the mustard seed, 
when you think about that, a lot of times we just think about, you know, the quote-unquote size. But it's way beyond the size. It's way beyond the size of that, way beyond the size of that mustard seed. Think about not just the size, but also when we think about, most people think about the size, they think about the beginning stage of their seed. But don't think about the beginning stage of their seed. Think about the result of their seed. In the eastern, in the eastern hemisphere or eastern culture, the mustard seed symbolized something small yet significant. It produced a large plant. It, in other words, think about what it produced. Think about the ending result. So, in other words, when we think about produce the outcome of something that was yet so small. And so when we think about our faith, first of all, God has given all of us a measure of faith. But that does not mean that we keep our faith small. It's just like when a baby is born. But let's just say that baby is born. The expectation of that baby is to grow, is to develop. But if that baby does not grow, then you're going to go to the doctor to find out what's wrong with that baby. Our faith is just like that baby. There are expectations for it to grow. We're feeding it. We're supposed to feed it the word of God. We're supposed to even feed it, even based upon just everyday life, for us to be able to look at the things that we challenge with, look at those as opportunities to have our faith muscles to grow. But also for us to be able to even just think about just the times that we have, we're living in, there's an opportunity wherever you go, just like a bodybuilder. Whenever they're in the gym, they just say there's weights laying around. And they have different part of their muscles they want to grow or develop. What they're going to do, they're going to pick up a weight. They're going to pick up a weight every now and then for them to be able to, you know, pick it up, exercise it, and they're going to grab something that they can manage. And don't you know, everything in life that is within our reach, the problem that we deal with, it is something that we can handle with the grace and through the grace of God. So that's why he wants us to be able to rely upon him and look at those as opportunities, not obstacles, but opportunities for us to be able to flex our spiritual muscles for that faith muscles to grow. So I'm going to go ahead and take a pause right here, and we're going to go ahead and go to the phone line right quick. I'm going to, um, you know, see here. Hello there, hello there, hello there. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart. You're on the air. How are you doing today? Hey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Number one, you know, I appreciate your, your help. And, you know, uh, it, it's funny. Right now, I'm using my phone. I'm using both uh-huh. of my phones. And right now, I have no power where I normally oh, wow. would broadcast. But, but I see that, like I said, when you get ready to exercise your faith muscle, the devil going to always try to bring some type of distraction or discouragement or something, you know. And so, like I said, you know, I just right. the opportunity for me to be able to be here and have my life spared because, you know, you know, on I-20, whenever there's an accident, most of the time it's a bad accident. Sometimes some people, uh, sometimes the ambulance is called, but I thank God for God allowing me to be here at this mm-hmm. time and for us to be able to really just come together 
and talk about right. growing our faith. So um, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to come on here and share whatever lay upon your heart. Uh, um, I, 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 um, I thank you for that opportunity. And one of the things that uh, uh, I'm so proud of you about for the last couple of weeks, you've been talking about exercising your faith. And I think we touched on it a little bit um, last week, and then you touched on it again today. Um, <clears throat> our spiritual diet, right, is so important. The things that we feed ourselves with spiritually, the people that we listen to, is so important. And, and, and one of the things that I'm running in, I'm going to ask you to pray for me, is that I'm finding that, you know, a lot of the people that, you know, are supposed to be teachers and ministers and different things like that, you have to get this for yourself. (laughs) You cannot rely on, because it it could be somebody that you trusted for years and years and years, but they're putting out the wrong information. And so that's why I love your show, because you encourage people to not only listen to you, but to get out and, and find this stuff out for themselves. Don't just accept it because your spiritual diet, just like that bodybuilder, is very, very, very important. Um, and so um, I just wanted to, you know, kind of talk about that. Um, uh, and, yes, like you said, you know, no limit. You know, no limits in Christ, so we're not going to let Satan defeat us in any kind of way with power, or, or what have you, you know, power going out, I like what you're doing, you, you, you switch to your phones, and you're keeping the show going, so we're not going to allow Satan to defeat us in any kind of way, and so back to what I was saying, don't allow Satan to creep in, and when you have the opportunity to eat a salad instead of a steak with something that is going to be more healthy for your spiritual body, and that's all I have to do. Yes. Yeah, you know, I, I appreciate it, and you know, um, you know, it is it, it, so much that that can happen. And what God was telling me about, because you know, I was like, man, I have these notes, and uh, you know, I try to make sure everything is organized and stuff. But one of the things that God was showing me is sometimes God will have us to get off the script. God will have us get off the script for us to be able to really just get to the meat of the. You know, the thing, and sometimes plan for this, we plan for that. We have an idea of what want what want to be said, but on the other hand, God knows what needs to be said. Exactly. And so, exactly. And, and so with mm-hmm. that, you know, like I said, and I'm I'm a firm believer, and don't get me wrong, I love to study. I love I love listening to solid ministers. You know, I love listening to solid ministers, those that I know, not just speaking the word of God, but living the word of God. You know. Exactly, I've, I've had exactly. opportunities to be around people, and they're saying one thing, but they live another. You know, they're saying, exactly. you know, they, they, they brag about, I'm just going to go and say, they brag about their wife that may be in the audience, but when they get home, they end up cheating on their wife. I've yeah. seen that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and and one of the things, I believe, I, you know, God began, to, God began to really just deal with me about, hey, look here, because I was the one, and this is me, and God has to mature me, I was the one that was so easily uh, convinced, just because somebody came, went to church, they were saved and delivered, they were living righteous, just because they were behind the pulpit, they was, you know, living righteous and all this stuff. But until I began to read a story, listen, and being around them, I was around a lot of ministers 
you know, even growing up when I used to uh, play different programs and stuff at the church and everything, Tim, how you doing? Uh, how you doing, young man? God bless you. And then a, a couple of weeks, a month later, after you got a chance to get to know them, they're getting too comfortable. they like, hey, you see the storm so right there? Oh, I told her up the other night. And I'm up here mm-hmm. with my eyes. Oh, I'm like, wow. I, I mean, they wasn't trying to tell me that. They were telling the person that was around me, and I'm up here listening. And so right. what God told me, what God told me, that's not an opportunity for me to quit going to church. That was an opportunity for me to get real because there are people that could be hurt or offended by fake people like that. But God wants me and many others, God wants all of us to be real. But there are some people that are not real, but God wants us to not discourage people about not going to church, but go to church and be real and seek him, not them. And so that's one of the things that God began to really just give me on. So going to the topic of tonight, you know, um, you know, there are some things that we have to do to get our faith muscles in check, get it strengthened. You know, some some of the things that can really hurt us is, you know, properly prepared for the situation or for the opportunity to have our faith muscles to grow. Like, I, you know, like right. you were mentioning, even what happened tonight, you know, um, if I wasn't prepared, they just say that if I didn't have the phone already in place or if I had it, the battery dead, then we wouldn't have been effective on this call tonight, you know. That, exactly. And then also, and then also sometimes unbelief, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I said, uh, doubt. And like I said, the, the terminology of the word hope, we got to gut. We got to get a true understanding of God's word and understand what it means, not in our culture, but in the culture that it was meant in for us to really get the true biblical understanding of God's word so we can properly apply it to our life. Situation, they end up quoting some scripture that's not even pertaining to what their problem is. And God wants, God is a specific God. Huh? I say, no, I just, I just agree with you. I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, God wants us to find those scriptures pertaining to what our current situation is and believe them and do what he said for us to do. And also, one last thing I do have to say, this this was really, really on me this morning. God wants us to start believing in him now for our current situation. You know, That's right. um, we, we often hear about, we often hear about, you know, when we get to heaven, we're going to sing and shout and everything, but we're dealing with problems right now. And people are so busy trying to hurry up and leave this earth and not realize they're not completed with the assignment that God has for them right now. And what God was showing me was, you know, some of the songs that we even sing or whatever I said, you know, we're talking about futuristic, futuristic hope, but we serve an ever-present right now God. You know, what was really on me when I was woke up this morning is now faith. Now faith. Now faith. Now faith. Now, God is today, you know, he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But also on the same token, God wants us to be victorious right now. Not just in eternity, but be victorious right now. And so, right you now. Know, I, I appreciate, I, you know, I, I appreciate the call, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, ask y'all to come on, and I appreciate it, and thank you for your support. Yes, sir. No problem. Appreciate you. Have a great night. Uh, 
All right, all right. Take care now. Sorry, someone else coming in. Hello, hello. Welcome to Reignite My Heart. You're on the air. How you doing today? Okay. I'm going to go to the next person. I think this person just wanted to listen in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Reignite My Heart. You're on the air. How you doing today? Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing today? Uh, I just called in, just supporting you tonight and listening to your show and about faith and uh, flexing our faith and and uh, heard you say the word now, now faith. Faith is always in the now. Faith yeah. is always a movement and activity. And also that uh, in order to flex our faith, we got to be willing to, to uh, believe God, to step out on nothing and believe that God is going to catch us before we fall. And many yeah. times because we are human, we're so dependent upon ourselves that we, we 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 like to be independent, but... And, and to activate that type of faith, you got to be able to just just stretch out uh, and not knowing. You know, Abraham went out not knowing where he was going, and he became the father of many nations. Many people in the Bible uh, that that uh, stepped out on uh, faith, and, and and it was like just looking at a, a glass upon the, uh, or just stepping out on a cloud, not knowing what was going to happen. But uh, believing and, and, and understanding that God was going to take care of us, and so in order for us to to have that type of faith, that's the type of attitude we're going to have to have in this day, is to believe what no matter what God has told us to do, to be willing to just step out, even though we don't know, you know, because a lot of time we get caught up in the logistics. You know, we want to know the who's, the where, the when, and the why. And, and, and God doesn't work that way. God just says go, and he wants to see what your uh, actions are going to be. And many times we fail because we're not willing to, to do that thing. And I just called tonight just to encourage you and just tell you keep on going up. You're a great young man in the Lord that's uh, out here doing something. And I look at you and, and realize that, you know, you, you could be doing anything else, but you choose to serve the Lord. And so I, I just want to support that and just let you know, you know, I'm proud of you, and I just thank God for you, and I just keep at, uh, just praying for you that the Lord will continue to use you in this hour and continue to guide you, and that the Holy Spirit will can, continue to grow inside of you, and that you become the the, the person of the uh, the personality, if you will, that God wants you to be in this hour for the people of God. Well, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, and, and also thank you for helping me to get here. You know, there have been a lot of times, uh, very, I feel like it's, uh, um, we all need people to depend upon that, not only that will help us in our time of need, but also hold us accountable. <laughs> you know, so there were times where, I ain't going to lie to you, there were times where I wanted to chicken talk some people. But, you know, thank God for y'all placing you right there in the nick of time for me to be able to really just never not stepping outside of character, not stepping outside of who God wanted me to be. And, and also, you know, I wasn't worried about reputation during that time, <laughs> but I thank God that, um, you know, God placed you and everything into my life to be able to, you know, help me to not lose focus. So I want to, you know, even just share with you, you know, and hopefully there may be somebody that might be listening that are saved that may feel the same way, you know. They they at their wit's end, you know. 
they might be frustrated in a certain area, regardless if it's on the job or even within the family, you know. But the key thing is to not not to step outside of character. You know, you don't want to you don't want to forfeit your blessing because of some somebody else's foolishness. You know, so and even with paying to revenge, that's another opportunity for you to be able to have God to um, increase your faith muscle to trust Him for vengeance and all that stuff. So, like I said, I just wanted to share that with you. All right, we appreciate you. All right, all right. To be continued. To be continued. Okay. Uh, so, um, so with that, you know, I don't know if I had said this earlier, and I'm gonna bring up something. Uh, there's somebody else on the line. I, I want to acknowledge also. But remember this: faith is risky. I don't know if I said that earlier or not, but faith is risky. It, it's it's a risk. But if you think about it, it's a risk, but the reward is great. And also, even what I mentioned earlier about prayer and fasting, you know. One of the things we have to realize, some people think, you know, fasting is just, well, you know, um, I'm going to I'm gonna have a Facebook fast. No, we talk about eliminating food, eliminating food. Now, one of the things I always encourage people, and this, this is me, I may fast from food, but as far as drink, hey, your body needs water. And, and, and also pertains to perspire. Some people uh, faint and stuff, so, you know, I don't I don't discourage uh water. Now I I do I do discourage, you know, fruits and everything, but but paying it to water, hey water, you need water. Because even in your fast, you know, your body uh, needs to flush out deep you know, need to detox. So I do recommend water. But fast we talking about eliminating food. Food and drink. It wastes up your Spiritual body, it moves like a like a, a, a gear that's shifting in a car. It moves from physical to spiritual. It moves from spiritual, from physical body to your spiritual body. And so, you know, fasting is so, so, so important. And and also when you fast, that period and when you fast, that's when you really digest the Word of God, spend quality time in the Word of God. And for you to be able to, you know, like I said, just talk to God, read his Bible, you know, read his word, study his word, have devotion, all these things. All these things will help you prepare for the opportunity to exercise your faith muscle. Because when you look at the opportunity, the opportunity, look at the opportunity as, quote, unquote, situations, the problems that you may face in your life. That's the way you have to look at it. In other words, what is your perspective? When you're facing something, what is your perspective? What is your spiritual and biblical perspective? The only way for you to be able to overcome that is for you to be able to have a spiritual or a, a, a biblical concept on your perspective pertaining to what you face. So that's something that, that's going to really help us in our life. So now I'm going to go ahead and uh, we got one more caller. Right here. Hello, welcome to Reignite My Heart. You're on the air. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, doing good, doing good, doing good. Thanks. Number one, I do have to tell you I appreciate your support. I appreciate you. Um thank you for everything you've you've done. You 
you've been behind the scenes, and I just wanted to pull you from behind the scenes and tell you thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm just listening. I'm trying to find my phone charger at the same time, and I have faith, but I don't know why I'm not finding it. Maybe I don't have enough faith. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I just was listening to the show. I chimed in a little bit late, but I'm really grateful for the message. And um, I have a quick question. I hope that my phone doesn't die in the middle, but I have a question about um, you're talking about having faith and um, having having faith, but also being real. And so I just have a question like, okay, so things aren't always great. You know, you're struggling sometimes, but what is the balance of like having faith, but still being honest with where you're at? Like if someone's asking you how you're doing, you know, and you're really not doing great, but you have faith that it's going to get better, you know, like how do you talk about that without seeming like you don't have faith? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, to be honest with you, and, and because of the town that we're living in, one of the things I always tell people, you know, it's, it's a total understanding about being real, but also understanding who you're being real to. Because there are some people that can do things that may help your situation. But on the other hand, there may be people that may come not to help your situation, but to hurt your situation or to make it worse or whatever, you know. Um, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in uh, motive. Motive, you know, that's the reason why. Like uh, some people complain. I, I don't, I don't believe in complaining. Oh, serious, I mean venting. That's what I mean, venting. Now, some people they want to vent to get things off their chest to people who really can't help the situation. But right. what's best to go to a person that can be able to do something about it. Or there may be some people who they like to vent, but they don't want to listen to advice. You know, so yeah. it's one thing to ask a person for advice. It's another thing of, well, you just want them to listen to your problem, but you don't want us, you don't want no solution. Well, you just waste some time, you know. And so when it comes down to really just, being real, uh, how we would say, you know, being real, what about that? Um, just because you may be facing a real situation, that doesn't mean you have to disclose information to people because not everybody has the right, so to speak, within your life or within your business. And so being, first of all, being very careful in who you show your information with. That's the first thing. That's that's the first thing because, like I said, there are some people, you know, and and just because somebody say they say it doesn't mean that you still disclose the information. You still have to watch and monitor because just because somebody say it doesn't mean that they're mature. Or just because they say they're saved does not mean that they are delivered. Or just because somebody say they're saved does not mean that they have morals or ethics. Or be or respectful, you know. So there are some information you just have to just kind of keep to yourself, or only keep it, or only share it with people that are trusting, that 
know, I say that God sent into your life that can be able to help you in that situation. And um, and that right there, I think that's one of the things that will really help not only for you to be able to, when I say you, that means us, uh, for us to really see the move of God where, like, if I'm going through something, if I'm, you know, matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to say, like, I'm going to use myself for an example. Um when I lost my sister, uh, and matter of fact, even uh, with the verdict that happened, you know, when that when you know certain people ask me how I'm doing, I would say I'm fine. I would do it to kind of just brush them off because some of them they didn't want to know how I was doing. They wanted to know some more stuff. They wanted to know some some dirt. They wanted to know gossip, all the stuff. So I just kind of brushed them off. But then those who I knew that loved me and um, were concerned, I will tell them, you know, I'm not doing good. <laughs> you know, I would tell them I'm angry. I would tell them I'm mad. I would tell them, you know. So, like I said, uh, was it wrong for me to say that? No, I was being honest, <laughs> you know. And that does not mean that we're in sin. That does not mean that we're less than a Christian. So, just being mindful of who you talk to and who you share. And like I said, you don't have to share everything to everybody. Just make sure that you have your circle, establish a healthy circle of godly people. And you can just talk to them and, and share with them. And even if you just tell them everything, that's cool. Because those are the people that you trust and that has earned your trust. And and you know, that's that's something that um that is needed. So establish if you haven't already, establish a healthy uh circle of godly people that's gonna minister to you, that's gonna, you know, talk to you for most part, that's gonna listen. It's gonna tell you exactly what the says the Lord instead of their quote unquote opinion. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, no problem. No problem. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. So. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. I All right. Speaking All right. Like in general, though, like, just in general. And, um, yeah, yeah. That's okay. I can yeah, and, talk and, to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, um, and, and this, this is, you know, someone said no is a complete sentence. It sure is. Matter of fact, uh, no is the verb and you is the noun. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, <laughs> even even with even with, you know, a topic like this, uh what, you know, the question you had asked, you know, I, I, I like to I like to go ahead and just share with people because let's just say they just, and then I'll tell people that does not mean that you feel that way or whatever I said. But a lot of times, right. some people have questions, and some people are hesitant or reluctant to ask questions. But to me, for each person who asks a question, there are a thousand people that they represent that are afraid to ask that question. So, mm-hmm. you know, you even just asking that question, you're representing thousands of others who may not even have access, who may even hear this broadcast years later. And because of you asking that question, you know, you answered 
their questions. Those that know me, I'm a scenario person. And 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 uh, some time ago, our Sunday uh, school teacher, uh, Brother Landolph Washington, had an open forum, and I'll be the first one to raise my hand. And I always ask a question that's on the mind, that's on the minds of others. I like doing that. I like doing that to kind of, if you want to say, poke the barrel, so to speak, to <laughs> but to, to kind of let people know it's okay to ask questions. I'm going to tell you like this, it's okay as believers to ask questions, but also it's okay as believers to admit we don't know everything. <laughs> you know, and so sometimes people feel like, well, you know, it's going to make people think that I'm this and a Christian. I'm not saying I don't know my Bible. I don't read my Bible. Look here. I don't care. <laughs> so, you know, just being able to ask those questions and, and actually have a safe haven for us to ask questions. So I just wanted to share that with you. So I, I appreciate you. you asking that question. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get ready to um, close the, uh, close for tonight. I thank God for the opportunity, uh, like I said, for being here. And, you know, I thank God, how to say, if the left hand don't hit you, the right one will. I thank God for improvising. And so that's something that we have to be aware of because, like I said, the main thing is, you know, God has so many things for us, and God has an assignment for us. And like I said, of course, the devil going to try to bring things to derail us, to distract us, to discourage us, um, even to make us disobey. But we have to be focused. We have to do what God tells us to do. We have to be obedient. We have to be obedient. That's something that you cannot get around. You cannot be blessed and be disobedient at the same time. And you're like somebody being pregnant and not pregnant. No. God has a purpose and plan for you, but the only way for you to get there is for you to be obedient. Be obedient and do what God tells you to do. And I'm telling you, as you being obedient, God's going to help you to be aware of the wiles of the devil. Because like I said, the devil's going to try to bring things to discourage you, to distract you, to derail you, all these things. And I'm going to tell you like this, it's not worth it. The devil going to want you to compromise what God has for you. The devil wants you to compromise right now, but it ain't worth it. See, the devil always going to try to make you become impatient. The devil going to try to make you think that God forgotten about you. God, you know, he, uh, he don't, he, you know, he don't care about you. So, of course, the devil going to try to make you sell out, make you um, have a plea bargain and make you give up. You know, the show called Deal or Don't Deal. The deal that most people try to do is go ahead and give in to what the banker try to offer because it's a high risk. That million-dollar briefcase may still be up, but there's only one big one big briefcase that's a million dollars. Three other briefcases that's still in place. If there's a penny, there's a dollar. It does a hundred dollars, and so the banker may offer you three hundred thousand dollars. In other words, I want you to go ahead and give in to that three hundred thousand dollars. Don't go after that million dollars that you came up on the show to get. It's still in play, but the odds of you getting that, huh? 
you may not get it because look, it's three other briefcases that is less than a million dollars. So go ahead, go ahead. The you know the the, the risks are too high. But when you know what's in your briefcase, and God already told you, but most importantly, He showed you that you have the million dollar briefcase. I don't care if the banker offered you seven hundred thousand dollars. You still gonna say no deal? Why? Because you know what you got, and that's what God is telling you. You know what you got because you know who he, who you got. You got God. He told you to trust Him, and if you understand that God has your best into their heart, God's not gonna have you to go out in front to embarrass you because you represent Him. And for you to be embarrassed, or for Him to put you out to embarrass you, is to embarrass Himself. So God wants you to be patient. God wants you to wait. There's somebody right now. I'm just gonna, you know, this is not to embarrass anybody. This is not to put anybody a uh, business out or whatever like that. But this is uh, what a lot of people are facing right now. There are people right now that is waiting on their husband, and they feel like, well, you know, if I could just go ahead, maybe I could just get somebody and 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 help him to be, help him get saved, all that stuff. Matter of fact, I saw I saw a uh, a meme earlier today, and it was three pictures, and it was a picture of a pretty girl with a frown on her face, and she was with this clown. And then there was another picture below that where the clown kind of changed a little bit, and then there was another picture behind that, uh, after that, where the lady was smiling, and she was with a clean-cut man. And then under the caption it said, the perfect man will change for the perfect woman. And I said, that's the biggest lie. Your assignment is not to build him up. Your assignment is to have God to build you up and get you in the rhythm for you to be able to see somebody that's compatible with you on the same level. One of the things I always tell people, relationship is not a project. Relationship is not a project. Understand, you should not have to work on somebody when you didn't give birth to them. So understand, God has a man for you. God has a woman for you. There's a young man that's out there that may feel like, you know, well, you know, uh, 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 oh, oh, good man finish last. Good man finish last. No, no. You know what? Good men. They don't finish last. They finish best. Think about this. Is this for the man or for the woman who may be single, who may be waiting on God? Let me tell you something. Even when you look at this, the parable when Jesus went to the when Jesus went to the wedding, you know what happened? Jesus went to the wedding and they ran out of wine. But you know what happened? Jesus told. Jesus had well, actually, Jesus' mother told the disciples. You know, do what he said. Do what he said. So Jesus told them to gather up all the barrels and stuff and fill up with water. You know what? He turned the water to wine, and you know what happened? When they tasted it, they said that it was better than what was served before. So understand, being patient, God may have you being patient to wait so that way you can get something better than what others had before you. So don't don't rush. Be patient. Have the endurance. Continue to obey God because you're not you're not obeying God for nothing. You're obeying God for something or for somebody. 
not just for that person that you desire or for someone who fills that position, but also for yourself in your relationship with God. So as we get ready to pray, we want you to focus on God and look at the things that you're waiting on, the things that you're dealing with as an opportunity for you to exercise your faith muscle. Dear the Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your offering. We come to you right now. We acknowledge your presence on today. We ask you all right now, God, to help us right now, God, in every aspect of our lives right now, God. Help us, God, to be patient, God. Help us, God, to wait on you, to trust in you right now. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to understand, God, the obstacles that we may be facing right now, God, is a prime opportunity, God, for you to exercise our faith and exercise and develop our faith muscle right now. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, with the endurance, God, help us, God, with the patience, God. Help us, God, to be committed to you right now, God. And help us not to give up or give out right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the strength and for the opportunity, God, even in the midst of what we're dealing with right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for not abandoning us, God. Thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we ask for help those, God, who may be weak, God, who may be feeling low, God, who may feel discouraged right now, God, who need a word of encouragement, God. Help them, God, to seek you, God, in the midst of whatever they're dealing with right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we even hold up, God, the John family right now, God. God, we hold up them, God. Help them, God, in their time of need right now. In the name of Jesus, God, those who may, in the, may, may be in the hospital room, God, touch and heal their bodies right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, for those, God, who may be sick, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them right now, God, and whatever they may be ailing them right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God, for helping us, God, to have a productive week right now, God, a blessed week right now, an obedient week right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for your protection, God. We thank you, Lord, for this testimony, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your safety right now, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your head of protection right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, even what we have dealt with, what the devil meant for evil, God, you were turning for our good. So, God, we even speak right now, God, there is somebody right now, God, that may have been discouraged, God, who may have dealt with some frustration because of their enemies right now, God. But help us, God, to understand, God, no matter what we may face, even in the hardship or even in the in, in the presence of the, uh, our enemies, God, help us, God, to focus on the table that you are preparing for us in the presence of our enemies right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, ask God to help us, God, to change our perspective right now. In the name of Jesus, of what we're dealing with right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony from this. And we thank you for giving glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Thank you all. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I thank you all for watching this video. Um, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to catch up with me on Brother Prater, uh, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P.S. and Paul, R-A, P.S. and Tom, E-R. You can see me on uh, Facebook. I have my Data Devotions also, uh, my videos. Also, you can go to um, brotherprater.com. You will see my Data Devotion, upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my book where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men that these responsibilities towards their family, their children, even their children's mothers. I have the book somewhere. Let me hear this. Um, yeah, right. Um, it's also not just for men, but it's also for ladies, too. We want to talk to the ladies and 
as you know, the quality of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. Also, uh, this book right here, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, this is a book that was a tribute to my uh, sister, Tita Prater, that was uh, killed uh, on the hands of uh, domestic violence. And um, there's a point like, I, I, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. Uh, every young lady that might be in a toxic relationship, don't stay in it. Don't stay in it. And also, I do have to say this. I want you all to understand, regardless if you're a male or female, every decision that you make, it includes all those that love you. And so if you're with someone, if you're with someone, understand um, the decision that you make of who you choose to date, who you choose to marry, it involves your family. It involves those that love you. Um, so don't ever feel like, well, that's just my life. No, it's our life. And so, you know, um, uh, and, and even for those who may feel like, you know, putting your hands on someone, um, if you if you feel like you got to put your hands on some, on someone, then you don't need them. If you if they act like they're uh, irresponsible, they act like they need they need to grow up. Well, how about you grow up and grow out? That's it. You know, um, that's not love. That's not love. And I'm gonna tell you something. If you have to, unless you're the parent, unless you are a parent, you don't you can't you don't need to be laying your hands on anybody. I'm tired of reading about the reports of, you know. And most of the time, about 90% of the time, it's the women that's getting killed. It's the women getting killed. It's, it's, I'm, I'm tired of it. Please, please, please quit dealing with these sorry dudes. Just point blank. Just point blank. If you, if, if you have to compromise your values, if you have to isolate yourself from your family or those that love you, then that's letting you know that's not the one for you. So I want I want each and every one of us to really just take inventory. And if you know somebody that's in that kind of situation, don't be afraid to tell them, talk to them, open up your mouth. One thing I believe in, if you know something, say something. You know, it, it don't just have to be a physical abuse. A toxic relationship is painful. And you know, we if we really love people, we need to open up our mouth. And, you know, from this point on, you know, that's why I'm so adamant about talking about this. You know, I'm, I'm not going to remain silent. And if somebody asks me about their relationship, what do you think? I'm going to tell them. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm going to tell you, and I love you enough to tell you. But I'd rather for you to hate me for me telling the truth than for you to love me and me to be silent and you the one that's going to be dealing with the consequences pertaining to a bad or abusive relationship. So I don't want about to go through that. So I didn't have to share that with you and I, I still love you and everything, but you know, right is right. And and you know, I will want somebody to do the same thing for me. I will want somebody to do the same thing for me. So with that being said, I thank y'all for tuning in and uh God bless y'all and thank y'all for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.